Blog Talk Radio.
right, welcome to a very special edition of the Urban Wire, episode 62, I believe. And I uh, just want to um, get on here and uh, pretty much do a special edition tonight. And, you know, so there's a lot going on uh, in our government and our society today, and it's just um, very unfortunate. And, you know, um, I think it's time for us to really start speaking out on the injustices that are going on in our society. Um, This month has been a very, very historical month. A lot of things have passed. A lot of decisions have been made by the Supreme Court. We will get to um, the issue of gay marriage later on during the show when Michael comes in at 11 p.m., C. Johnson will be joining us shortly. Um, I just want to let you guys know that we're going to be talking about a very, very controversial topic tonight, and it's going to be the issue surrounding the whole um, entire um, Paula Dean debacle, which pretty much stems from some allegations made by a former employee of hers. And uh, we're going to talk about that, how she has made racial comments. She have made, has um, made racial slurs towards certain individuals in the past, and pretty much she feels like she's justified in doing it. So we're going to really get into those issues. Um, I want to let you guys know, if you would like to call into the show, feel free to do, show, do so at area code 646-915-8200. Or you can um, um, send us an instant message as well. Um, we're going to be on Yahoo Messenger if you want to send us a uh, message. Our screen name is the Urban Wire underscore Indie. And um, you can just send us um, your comments, questions, whatever you want to um, relate to us. We're also on Facebook. Under the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, we do have a group page. Uh, feel free to join that. Um, by joining that, you will have access to our show schedule, um, um, videos, all kinds of things, um, upcoming uh, things that we're going to be launching. We do have a couple shows that we will be launching this summer. I'm on the UCOFW network here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm very excited about that. Um, once again, the call-in number is 646-915-8200. I do believe that C has just just joined the line. We're going to go to the lines, and we're going to bring her in to the conversation. Um, C, is this you? Yes, it is. How are you this evening? I'm fine. I'm glad I have an opportunity to be on the show, and I cannot wait to get these, this conversation started. Yes, yeah, so we have a lot that we want to weigh in, and I'm glad that you're calling in to weigh in, because we have a lot that I mm-hmm. really want to discuss tonight. Um, and we're going to kind of continue what we um, discussed the other night with the, mm-hmm. the whole issue of racism. Mm-hmm. And people feel that racism is something uh, of the past. They think that it's a thing mm-hmm. of the past. And I think people are very dis- 
illusion that they really think that racism is a thing of the past. You are very much fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say it's racism on one side or the other. Racism is racism. And what I really find disappointing is, is how a lot of people um, feel because they are celebrities or they have maintained or they have not maintained mm-hmm. a certain level of celebrity status that they can say and do what they what they please. And to me, that's mm-hmm. just unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And I think people need to start being held accountable. Um, Absolutely. So what do you mm-hmm. what are you anticipating on tonight as far as the show? Like what are you what are you hoping to get across to the listeners? That um what my goal is is for every listener to actually understand that racism is not the way. You know, um there there has to be a change somewhere. In our society over years, you know, we have just um, implemented racism and prejudice and segregation everywhere, and that it it has not stopped. But, you know, so I just want all the listeners out there, especially if there's any prejudiced listeners that are out there, I just want them all to understand that um, your views about people are fine because you are um you you have the right to feel how you want to feel but there is but you do not express those amongst people. You don't show how you feel amongst people, especially in the public, um, whether you are on T V, whether you are on the radio, because that is just not humane to me. That is very inhumane. So I just want all the Listeners, you know, just to understand that that really has to cease. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hope that we can achieve that tonight. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know if you was going to what you went through today, but I, I mm-hmm. feel that. Yes, I will. Okay. Yes, I will. Um I went to, um, I was out and about today, um, and I had went to this place called the Fresh Market, which is here in Indianapolis, Indiana, right here off of 54th and College. And um, I went in to get some things, and I was uh, with my mom. And by the time we had got up to the um, Lane to actually check out You know we put everything that was in our little Handheld basket on the Conveyor belt And for whatever reason I turned to my Right because I just knew That there was somebody that was just Looking at me so I turned to my right And there was um, a White male And he wasn't young and he wasn't extremely Old but he was like almost about Mid age and he was looking At me and I am African American and he looked at me as if I disgusted him. Like he had this um, horrific look on his face. Like I was just the most filthiest person in the world. And um, and I looked at him, and I did say, "What the f are you looking at?" 
And at that time, he looked at me and he said, oh, you just disgust me. That's exactly what came out of his mouth. And I did go off on him. I went completely off on him. This is my my question. Why did he even say that to you? Why would he say that to, what man would say that to a woman? Like, what? I mean, for no reason. Like, he had Mm -hmm. no reason that to you. No, it almost makes it seem like it was racially motivated. Absolutely, and that's the same way that I feel because, unbeknownst to me, the um, cashier that had waited on me, she was African American as well, and um, and so she actually saw the entire thing that happened. And right as I was getting ready to leave, she said to me that um, her line was empty, and she saw the man walk up, but it was two people that was in front of her. You know, excuse me, there were two people that was in front of him in the line that he was in, and she had asked the man if he wanted to come to her line, and he said, no, I will not be coming over to your line at all. So that showed me, you know, after she told that to me, that proved to me right there that he was 150% prejudiced. He doesn't care about, um, you know, I truly believe that he doesn't care if you are a black woman, if you are a little black girl, if you are a black teenager, female. He will disrespect you because of the simple fact that he is prejudiced. And I think that gender does not matter with him because it's basically the color. It is basically the color that he did not like. And um, that just showed his uh, true ignorance. <clears throat> but what makes it crazy is there is people, there are people in the world that are like this mm-hmm. and that are so bold. Like, what if he mm-hmm. went to the wrong person that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that, was not, that decided they're not going to take that? Absolutely. And then, you know, like and I, I said, mm-hmm. you know, he, you know, he would have gotten attacked, and then he would have mm-hmm. played the victim, and he would have tried mm-hmm. to portray to the public that he was the one that was harassed, he was the one that was attacked, he was the one that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand. Mhm. You know, that's why. But you know. They want to make it seem like, you know, they, they're the ones mm-hmm. that are the perpetrators. And then they want right. to go around doing this hatred, saying whatever they want to say, and then when people react to it, then they want to play the victim and they want to play the woe is me card. Absolutely. But see, years ago, you know, black people could not retaliate because if they tried to, they were either killed, they were beaten, they were hung, whatever the case may be. But times have changed now. And, you know, there are black people out there that just, you know, we, we're tired of, you know, being treated this way, especially when we have not done anything 
we have rights to go into the stores. We have rights to go sit down in a restaurant. It's no longer slavery time. It's no longer 1950 and 1960s. Those times are over. You know, true enough, all of the um, prejudice and, and all the kind of stuff still exists, but the actual times, the 50s and the 60s and stuff, that is over. You know, and there's a time... There, there's a time where we need, where people need to let go of this mess. They really need to let go of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just really think it's just, it's just sad that this person was just allowed to just walk away. Nobody challenged him. Nobody. Nobody you know, said a word. Nobody said a word. But while he was still getting his change from the. Um, from the cashier, and the cashier was actually a white male as well. And the uh, cashier saw that I still had my basket in my hand, and, you know, he was so nice, and, you know, he was like, ma'am, can I please take your basket? And I was like, yes, thank you. And the um, man who had actually um, said those horrible things to me was actually in the process of walking off, and so he saw that young white male be nice to a black female. Um, I don't know what type of feelings he had, but that right there showed, you know, that, yes, there are some white people out here that do not feel that way, but I'm sorry, but I'm just going to say it, but there are a lot of them that do feel that way, and it's horrible. And that kind of leads to what we're going to be discussing tonight with Paula Day. And that's mm-hmm. not to be confused with Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean Sausage. <laughs> because <laughs> obviously she looked like a damn sausage when she was crying. Mm-hmm. Because her enterprise is pretty much threatened to come mm-hmm. to a crash. Like, seriously, like, she mm-hmm. is just totally, totally wrong for what she said. And and, and, and we're going to get into yeah. what exactly um, what was said. And she's actually being sued by a former employee of her uh, enterprise or her corporation um, that works for our corporation. Mm-hmm. And um, she claims that there were some racial um and sexual um, um, issues that were going on in the place that made her feel uncomfortable. And she was claiming how her brother also uh, made derogatory comments or jokes or statements that made her feel uncomfortable too. Um, and all this was going on within Paula Dean's organization, which to me that is very unprofessional. It speaks volumes mm-hmm. to what you're about and what you believe in. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? And for mm-hmm. you sit there and justify um, these racist comments for you using the N word because that you you grew up in the South and you you are of age. I mean, you know that's just ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. Very disgusting. Mm-hmm. Very respectful. And she is wondering why. So many people are 
leaving her, you know, as far as her spouses are concerned. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to be affiliated with nonsense like that because mm-hmm. you could be, be sometimes guilty by association and, you know. That's right. And necessarily not even had done anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get to um, her deposition and, you know, um, we're going to get to some key elements of that deposition. Um, we're going to go to a couple articles. We're going to go to a couple clips. Um, mm-hmm. What I want to do is I know I want to jump right into this, but I, I need to go to a quick song so I can get everything, you know, mm-hmm. set up, and we can jump right into the um, We can jump right into the show. Um, once again, like I said, feel free to give us a call at 646-915-8200. Um. Once again, um, you can catch us at www.blogtalkradio.com/ucofw, or you can join our um, our YouTube page. You can subscribe to us. We have various um, excerpts of the show, interviews, and all that type of stuff. And you can go to youtube.com/ucofw. Uh, Michael Snyder will be in a little later. Uh, we would love to hear your comments. Uh, and pretty much, um, just hit us up. We're going to go to a couple songs. We're going to go to um, Kiki Wyatt. And um, we'll probably just be one song. We're going to go to Kiki Wyatt and Avon. And we're going to come back and jump right into things because uh, I know you have to get off here early tonight. So I just wanted to get into this conversation. Mm-hmm. And we're we, we right. going to go in tonight. All right. Thank you. 
So, no, I do not feel sorry for her at all, point blank. And here's my thing. So many people want to get on here, you want to get in public, and they want to get uh, make these public statements. And then mm-hmm. when they make public statements, then they want to backpedal. They want to they want to get on get on camera. They want to get on all these shows and cry and fall mm-hmm. out, not at the nose and everything else. And they mm-hmm. want you to believe that that they didn't mean it. But no, don't 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 take it back because really you are telling us how you really feel. Mm-hmm. That's right. Don't don't take it back. You know, and I'm so sick of people that. Get on here and make these comments and say this that, and the other, and you don't think about the consequences behind your actions. Like you really don't. Mhm. Mhm. Absolutely. So, so you know, so I truly believe that all this crying and stuff is, you know, just her way of trying to say, okay. You know, um, I want all my stuff back. (laughs) You know, she's like, I truly believe that she does not feel remorseful. I do not believe that she, you know, is apologetic. But all this crying is just a front because now just like you said, this entire empire that she has built for herself is slowly but surely sinking into the ground. So now she's trying to cry because she, you know, wants to reverse this whole thing. But she said it, and there is no reversal to it. So she's going to have to deal with any consequences that comes her way. Right, right. With that being said, we're going to jump to a couple clips. Uh, One that pretty much discusses her interview on today's show. Mm -hmm. And also we're going to be discussing with her – Discussing about her uh, being canceled from the uh, Food Network. Mm-hmm. So um, we're gonna go to clip number one. Um, pretty much uh, talking about her being canceled from the Food Network, and then when we come back, I'm gonna put another clip um, about her being um, on uh, today's show. So here we go. Mm-hmm. So our first dish up, y'all. Paula Dean will not be returning to the Food Network. The network said in a news release Friday afternoon that it would not renew Dean's contract when it expires at the end of the month. The decision comes just days after it was revealed she used racial slurs. While being questioned as part of a lawsuit, Dean admitted that she had used racial slurs in the past. The network's announcement came barely an hour after she posted a video online begging forgiveness from fans and critics for her past mistakes. The TV cook said she wanted to apologize, quote, for the wrong that I've done, and she wanted to learn and grow from the incident. During questioning last month in the discrimination lawsuit, the 66-year-old Food Network star said even though she used racial slurs in the past, she insisted she and her family do not tolerate prejudice. We're here because those onions are just doing a dance in there that you wouldn't believe. Nia Hawkins, Associated Press. Okay, here's my thing. It's like, you know... I, I I just kind of feel like, you know, you've already admitted that you used those words in the past, 
And we're going to get mm. to that for detail later on. So, you know, I mean, you just pretty much committed, like, genocide to your career. Like, you, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, you, and what she got to start to realize is you can't get mad at the networks because they don't want to be associated with you. Mm-hmm. You did that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And my thing is, is like, you know, how can you rebuild that trust, you know? Mm-hmm. And, 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 mm-hmm. and like I said, it's, it's, it's more than just a one-time thing. She has used the word before, and it, like I said, she is being accused of creating an, an environment, an uncomfortable environment, um, deal, dealt, so dealing with um, uh, harassment, and um, just just being, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to jump to this other clip, and then we come back, we're going to put everything together, and then I have an article I wanted to read, and then we're, gonna, we're just going to go in on her. Mm-hmm. Fighting back tears during a Today Show interview Wednesday, Paula Dean said she was heartbroken by the controversy over her past remarks, but insists she's no racist. If there's anyone out there that has never said something that they wish they could take back, if you're out there, please pick up that stone and throw it so hard in my head that it kills me. Dean's public appearance came days after a dramatic turn of events for the popular TV host. Smithfield Foods dropped her as its spokesperson on Monday saying it condemns the use of offensive and discriminatory language or behavior of any kind. I am here to say I am so sorry. She apologized last week for using racial slurs in the past, but the Food Network announced it would not renew her contract. During her interview, Paula Dean thanked the sponsors who have stood by her, but her empire may take another hit. Both Sears and QVC say they are reviewing their contracts with the celebrity chef. Rita Foley, the Associated Press. All right, we are back. After hearing that, what do you think about that quote she made talking about if you haven't ever said anything, then you pick that <laughs> stone up and throw it in my head? Well, honey, I know that you're just going to throw them rocks at your head regardless if they That's feel that way or not. So you might want to be careful by what you're saying, mm-hmm. if anything, something else, never mind, I ain't going to say nothing. Don't say that. Well, so what I'm saying is be careful what you ask for because there's a lot of people right. out there, they may forgive you, but there's a lot of people out there that may not forgive you. And the thing about it is you mm-hmm. are not just offending black people. You are offending white people that aren't like that or that maybe that's have right. a, a friend that's black. Or maybe they mm-hmm. have a fiance or children that are half black. It's, it's right. more than what she she's making it out to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think mm-hmm. she realizes the I don't think she realizes the depth of what she said. I don't think she realizes that's right. what she said. That's right. See, you but know? I think she just got too too comfortable because she done you know she done made that move. Um, Money and so now she is an icon on you know on the food network. So and just just like you said, um, she just got entirely too comfortable, 
and she felt like, you know, she could say whatever it is that she wanted to say and that, you know, you know, that um, there wouldn't be any consequences for what she said. But I'm going to say this, but as your question to that comment that she made, you're right. People, you know, may pick up them stones and throw them regardless, but, honey, it may not be stones. It'll be bricks, <laughs> shooting guns, just anything. So she didn't think before she made that comment. She spoke, and then now it done bitter in her behind, and so it just caused all this. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I mean. And someone, I want to get on these Facebook comments that I that I had, because I put up a link about the story. And there were some comments that were made on my page that I just kind of, like, I was in disbelief. And we're going to go to those really quick, and then we're going to read this article. Mm-hmm. Um, someone says, why she is being smeared all over the tabloid, when we look at our business, men and women, including our politicians who do the same thing every day, yet they get lauded and praised for on a bigger scale. It just doesn't make sense to me. I said, first of all, we're not talking about people that that use racial slurs and that, you know what I'm saying? I, I could see that point, but she has blatantly came out and said that this is what she says, this is how she feels. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? She has blatantly mm-hmm. said it. Right. So let's just keep, you know, on the issue at hand. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. someone said Someone else on my page made a comment Saying my question is Why is she being drugged through the mud For telling the truth Yes she said things that shouldn't have been said And I think by any race But that's a different discussion But if she is truly remorseful Shouldn't she be forgiven And given another chance You know what I think everybody <laughs> But as far as her being given another chance I don't think so Especially because when it comes much, to a racial issue. Especially, yeah, and then you deal with customers. Why would I support you and I know how you feel about me? Why would I? That's what mm-hmm. these people don't realize. Like, you sit up here and want to make these comments. You want to sit up here and say these horrible things, and then you think that you are going to maintain some type of level of respect, and you think that people are going to support you after that. You have shown your true colors. And to me, mm-hmm. I think you're more sorry that your empire is crashing than what you That's actually right. think. Mhm. Mhm. Absolutely. You are so right about that because you know, there. Um, my thing is, is of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. She knew that she meant that. She meant that when she said that. But like I said before, and I will say it again, it done crawled up and it bit her in her behind. It done caught up with her. So, you know, now she wants to sit up here and say, oh, I'm so sorry about what I said. And I totally agree with you. She's only sorry because, you know, she is reaping these consequences. You know, there are consequences for doing good things, There are and there are consequences. 
consequences for doing bad things, and she's reaping these consequences right now, you know, because she said things that were dastardly. When it comes to race, there there's no writing that. You can't write that. You know, you can't take that kind of stuff back because that is, um, you know, that is a hurtful thing to say. It is just so hurtful. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to get to this um, article from the Daily mm-hmm. Beast, and it was written by Kevin Fallon, and it's called Pauline Uses the N-Word, Eight Shocking Details from Her Deposition. Now, this comes from mm-hmm. the court deposition that she made because, obviously, she's being sued um, by a former employee of her organization, and this is the definition that she has made. Okay. Mm. This is what the article says. Um, America's most aggressive butter peddler admitted to using the N-word in a recent court deposition. We perused 133 pages of court documents for the most scandalous bit. If there's something that Paula Dean loves more than butter, it's Black waiters serving wedding guests, a southern plantation style. At least that's the takeaway from the unedited transcript of her deposition in the 1.2 million discrimination lawsuit filed against filed against the first lady of finger licking food and her brother Earl Bubba Ayers. In her testimony, Dean admits using the N word and reveals her. And um, ambient uh, towards people watching pornography at at a workplace, and arguably racist. It's, it's definitely bizarre bit that made headlines Wednesday. Details the southern plantation wedding of her dreams, in which black raiders serve guests slave style. So pretty much she said her dream, she, what she said, her dream wedding would be black waiters and waitresses serving white people and guests. Mm, 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 Lord. <laughs> I know you got some stuff to say, but we're we going to yes, hold on. Yes, but I'm waiting until you get done to what you said. Honey, I am waiting, but I'm about to pop. And <laughs> it, it's a fascinating and subject matter, often humorous and brimming with Paula's deanism. She uses the phrase, aha, so often instead of yes during questioning that she has mm-hmm. be reprimanded and instructed to respond only with yes or no. She doesn't. And it also... 103, it's also 133 pages. That's the deposition they're talking about. Fear not, we have mm-hmm. parsed through and picked out the most salacious details for you. Happy reading, y'all. Number one, <laughs> she, <laughs> number one, she refused to have her empire destroyed by, quote, a piece of pussy, unquote. Also, she uses that word. She used this word in the deposition. Former employee Lisa Jackson said that she was hired to replace a general manager at the restaurant 
that Uncle Bubba, that's our brother, I think that's it, that's our brother, who was fired mm-hmm. for having sexual relationships with underage servers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While demanding the manager be fired, Jackson says that Dean told her brother, quote, if you if you think I have worked this hard to lose everything because of a piece of pussy, you better think again. Asked mm. in her deposition whether she actually said it, Dean responded with a absolutely. I said it that day, and I will say it again if it applied. They're going to show you she's so tacky. Mm-hmm. She then repeated the sentence, making it not being in that in that room a regret. We'll have to all we have to live with for the rest of our lives. Number two, she really wanted to stage that southern plantation plantation style wedding, but she didn't because the media wouldn't understand. Jackson said that that he was put in charge of the arrangements for Bubba's wedding, which Dean apparently said that she wanted to have a true Southern Plantation-style thing. What, pray tell, does that mean? Well, what I would really like is a bunch of N, blankety-blank niggas, to wear long sleeve white shirts, black shorts, and black bow ties. You know, in the Shirley mm. Temple day, they used to tap dance around. Dean reportedly elaborated. So this is came, this came out of her mouth. Alas, oh my God. the and vision never came to be. Quote, we can't do that because the media would be on me about that. So pretty much she's a closet case racist. So she mm-hmm. reportedly told Jackson in her testimony that Dean said that she actually was referencing the beautiful white jackets with the black bow ties she saw the white staff of middle-aged black men wearing at a restaurant she visited in Tennessee or North Carolina or somewhere. Number three. Let me check the lines really quick because make sure nobody's okay. Number three. She did not use the N-word to describe the waiter. Dean objected to the accusation that she used the N-word to describe the waiter. Okay. Well, you don't even have mm. to because based on what you said, you might as well have. Right. I mean, you pretty much said that they were going slave. Mm-hmm. Um, no, because that's not what these men were. They were professional black men doing a fabulous job. Still went when asked why nicely dressed black men would be a part of a southern plantation wedding, she said it reminded her of southern America before the Civil War. After being reminded that black men serving people in the South before the Civil War Mm. were slaves, she agreed but said that she did not mean anything derogatory by her comments. Number four. She doesn't think that watching porn or being racist at work makes you a bad boss. In her deposition, Dean was asked whether the fact that her brother admitted to watching pornography and using the N-word at her restaurant caused her to have concerns about him running their business. Mm. She responded, just because he got a sense of humor does not make him a bad person or incapable of running a business. Question asked, 
to whether the jokes of sexual or racist nature are in poor taste at a place of work she responded. She responded, well, we have all told off-color jokes. Every man I've ever come in contact with has one, unquote. So she's pretty much making an excuse for what she said and what was said. Number five, but she does use the N-word. Dean admitted to using the N-word in her life after a quote-unquote black man put a gun to her head in a bank where she was working. She said Uh. she used it because she, quote, didn't feel real favorable towards him, unquote. She also says that she sure that she used the word since, but it's been a very long time. And guess that she'll probably use it when quoting a conversation between blacks. Okay? Mm. Mm. All right. Number six. She doesn't think the N-word is bad as long as it's used in a joke. Mm. Dean said that she and her husband taught her children not to use the N-word in a mean way. She asked, when asked when exactly that word would be used in a not mean way, she said either when repeating what you may hear black people say in the kitchen or when used in a joke. So that's when she thinks it's acceptable to use the N-word. All right, number seven, Mm. Article goes on and says she sees nothing wrong with watching a little porn at work. A major point in the in the suit is that Dean's brother Bubba was accused of looking at pornography at work and showing it to all the employees. Asked whether she has any problem with such practices, Dean said, "If someone sent him something and he pulled it up and looked at it, no, I would not." persecute him for that. And finally, hey, her bathroom sounds amazing. Dean's bathroom has a sofa and two chairs in it. She calls it a bathroom slash den combination. That's not particularly salacious, but it's definitely intriguing. Mm. So pretty much that is what they got from the deposition which is 133 pages long. If you want to go look at it, it's online. All you have to do is just type in Paula Dean's deposition, and it's, it's, you'll, you'll be able to find it. So what wow. do you have to say? I mean, I know that's a lot yeah. of this, but let's just take it piece by piece. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this, and I'm, and I'm going to take it piece by piece, but I'm going to, oh, my Lord. First of all, for her, for her to say that she's had a dream to have a wedding like that where you have black people, quote unquote, the N word, serve the white people, shows that she is a sick, demented, twisted white lady. And I'm sorry I said it, whoever listened, I don't care. Now, that right there shows. So that right there shows that she is a racist old woman. That is absolutely uncalled for. Then, has the audacity to say that um, 
you know, where they dance around and all that kind of stuff. So trying to say that, you know, they will appear as a black face, you know, how they do the, how white people would wear the black faces and things like that. No, see, but for her to say that she was not racist, she was really a hypocrite because, yes, she is. Then to go on to say that it is a that it's nothing wrong with using that n word in a joke in a joking manner in a joking manner there's nothing joking about that and then say that she will only use it if she's talking amongst black people no see she's not slick she's not slick you know, she can't sit up here and say that she thinks that it's appropriate if you're using it in a joke. There is right. nothing joking about that word, especially if you're using it using it in that manner. So that means that she thinks that she's some type of slave master or something. You know, especially if you want to sit up here and have a wedding where all these black people are serving white people, you think you're a slave master. That's exactly what she thinks she is since she was raised in the South. An idiot. Oh. Yeah. I just just think it's ridiculous that, you know, um, that she actually thinks that that's acceptable. Like, you would actually Mm -hmm. think that that you can get some black folks together to Mm -hmm. reenact a plantation slave type. Wedding. Who would want something mm-hmm. like that? Mhm. You know what? Only a person who is sick and demented. And and I will say this: even even if she said that she's going to be paying these people to do this, I don't think that there is one black person that will uh, take any money from her to do that. You know, because that means that she's making a ooh Lord, and and ooh, I'm just kind of tongue tied right now because I'm just really sick. You know that it's a lot. It, it's it's a lot of it. I tell you that it's it's mm-hmm. very deep. You know, and I you know I think that uh, if Paula hasn't learned her lesson after this, ain't nothing gonna teach her. Mm-hmm. That's right. Nothing. Nothing. You know, and, much, and, and my thing is for you to sit there and, and try to justify what you did and what you said mm-hmm. by, you know, because you grew up in the South and that you feel that, you know, that's just by, and this might ask her, you know, have you used the word in the past? She says, of course I have. So you, mm-hmm. that's, that's even worse. Mm-mm. Mhm. Mhm. I mean, you right. just outright bold about it. Like you, you don't even, you know, there's no shame in it. Mhm. No. You know, and it's just like, you know, and I think that's the point that now she needs to understand and realize she's not in no isolated country where it's all. Um, racist people You know you are in A country where you have people Who are not racist You have people who Right 
and there are people who don't live that way. So you just just like I said before, everybody is entitled to the way that they feel, but you don't come out and you don't say those things like that. You don't come out because you know you don't do that. Oof. You said what? Huh? What was the last thing you said? I'm sorry. I was just saying that those are things that you just don't do. You don't do it. You just don't come out and do things like that. You know, there there's a way to do every single thing, and the thing that she done was wrong. So now that she's done set off this stuff in this deposition, it done went viral. So now people are knowing more about what she done. And it is terrible. So now all these tears and stuff that she's shedding on these shows and stuff means absolutely nothing. It 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 means nothing. You know, that's just almost like um just water. You know, water that just spilt somewhere. You know, you wipe it up, it don't mean nothing and you just keep on going. So that's how I look at it. It's just it's just so unfortunate that this is just really going on in today's society. We have a couple of calls. Um, mm-hmm. um, Michael's here, Jr's here, and then we have a call from um, three four five. Area code three one seven three four five. Um, welcome to the show. Do you have a question or a comment? Um, call it three one seven three four five. Are you just listening? Okay. We have Michael Snyder online and I believe we have JR online too. How you guys doing? Very good. So have you guys been listening to the conversation so far? I think I come in kind of late into it, but just enough to get the gist of it. And I'm thinking, wow. Did you did you hear the article when I was reading it about? Oh, I um, come in after and, that. Yes. Yeah, no, I actually don't know what happened. Hello, who's this? Sorry, right, this is three one seven three four five. Oh, okay. Um, we were just talking about um, Paula Dean and her. Uh, in, in the, um, I guess, the, the scandal that she's in right now, I guess she, um, a lawsuit's being put in with her um, by a former employee saying that she had made um, racist comments and her brother that was a part of her organization had made um, sexual um, jokes or, or um, had made the environment even more uncomfortable. And they were saying how she pretty much... Um, has admitted in this deposition in court that she has used the N-word and she feels that pretty much because she uh, grew up in the South that that justifies what she what she said and she was saying how she used the N-word when, uh, when she was working at a bank and a black man held her up at some point and she felt she was justified in saying that. So Right now, she has a lot. As always, when these people make these comments, they have, you know, they they want to backpedal and they want to get on um, today. Like she got on today's show with with Matt Lauer, 
and she pretty much let her have it. We played um, the clip, which I'm, I'm going to go back and play both of these clips really quick so you guys can get a um, general knowledge of what happened. So pretty much, you know, she, you know, she's pretty much now backpedaling, and now um, that she's losing sponsors, now she wants to act like she's sorry. So um, we're going to go to these clips. They're only like a minute apiece, and I want you guys to just, just to get a um, general idea of what's going on. So our first dish up, y'all. Paula Dean will not be returning to the Food Network. The network said in a news release Friday afternoon that it would not renew Dean's contract when it expires at the end of the month. The decision comes just days after it was revealed she used racial slurs. While being questioned as part of a lawsuit, Dean admitted that she had used racial slurs in the past. The network's announcement came barely an hour after she posted a video online begging forgiveness from fans and critics for her past mistakes. The TV cook said she wanted to apologize, quote, for the wrong that I've done, and she wanted to learn and grow from the incident. During questioning last month in the discrimination lawsuit, the 66-year-old Food Network star said even though she used racial slurs in the past, she insisted she and her family do not tolerate prejudice. We're here because those onions are just doing a dance in there that you wouldn't believe. Nia Hawkins, Associated Press. Fighting back tears during a Today Show interview Wednesday, Paula Dean said she was heartbroken by the controversy over her past remarks, but insists she's no racist. If there's anyone out there that has never said something that they wish they could take back, if you're out there, please pick up that stone and throw it so hard in my head that it kills me. Dean's public appearance came days after a dramatic turn of events for the popular TV host. Smithfield Foods dropped her as its spokesperson on Monday, saying it condemns the use of offensive and discriminatory language or behavior of any kind. I am here to say I am so sorry. She apologized last week for using racial slurs in the past, but the Food Network announced it would not renew her contract. During her interview, Paula Dean thanked the sponsors who have stood by her, but her empire may take another hit. Both Sears and QVC say they are reviewing their contracts with the celebrity chef. Rita Foley, The Associated Press. So that's pretty much what happened. And in that deposition, I read this article um, where it kind of pointed out different things. So the deposition was like 133 pages long. And they were saying how uh, she, one of the things that really pissed me off is, like, she really wanted to stage that southern plantation-style wedding, but she didn't want to because the media wouldn't understand. And I guess the article says, Jackson said that she was put in charge of arrangements for her brother's brother's wedding which Dean apparently said that she wanted to have a true, quote-unquote, true southern plantation-style thing. What, pray tell, does that mean? Well, if I would really like is a bunch of ends, a bunch of niggas, to wear long sleeve white shirts, black shorts, and black bow ties, 
you know, in the Shirley Temple days when they used to tap dance around. Dean reportedly elaborated, alas, the wedding Dean envisioned never came to be. Quote, we can't do that because the media would be on me about that, unquote, she reportedly told Jackson. In her testimony, Dean said that she actually was referencing the quote-unquote beautiful white jackets with a black bow tie she saw a white staff of middle-aged black men wearing at a restaurant she visited in Tennessee or North Carolina or somewhere. And, um, I mean, she's just, she's just off the hook. Like, and then she was talking about her, her brother's watching porn at work, and she was probably just saying, like, you know, she didn't see anything wrong with that. And she says, like, um, she doesn't think the N-word is bad as long as it is used in a joke. Dean said that that she and her husband taught her children not to use the N-word in a mean way. Um, asked when exactly that that word would be used in a not mean way, she said, either when repeating what you may hear, quote-unquote, black people say in the kitchen or when you use use it in a joke. Um, she says, also, Dean admitted using the N-word in her life after a, quote-unquote, black man put a gun to her head at a bank where she was working. She said that she used, used it because she didn't, quote-unquote, feel favorable towards him. Unquote. She uh-huh. also said that she's sure that she would use the word. She she hold up. She also said she's sure that she's used the word since, but it's been a very long time. And guess that she probably used it when quoting a conversation between blacks. Um, what else did the article say? I'm just trying to recap what we've already talked about. Uh, pretty much it's going to be a $1.2 million discrimination lawsuit. And I just want to know, this is what actually came out of the court deposition. So with this being said, do you think this is political suicide, not political suicide, but like professional or career suicide? You know what I'm saying? Like is this something that you think is going to really destroy her career? Um, well, you want me to jump first on this? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, I, I think, I think that the more that she tries to backtrack, it absolutely is career suicide. You know, uh, shut her mouth. But people that are in these situations, just shut your mouth. Like Cheryl Underwood said on the talk today. You know, ain't no black folks trying to hear all that stuff talking about you picking up rocks and throwing it at their head. We done got past it. We we don't we don't <laughs> like rocks. So uh, you absolutely. keep your mouth shut and just let God yeah. and time and the Lord above work this thing out and let time heal all wounds. But are you you know, I say yeah, I absolutely like, like I said, I absolutely believe that it's uh career suicide. She uh you know, we all make mistakes in life. You know, and I'm sure that, that was more than a mistake. I, 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 I'm sure that you know it, it 
I mean, we got to remember she's how old, 70, 80, whatever. But, 67. you know, she... That's not no... Yeah, she... she that's not no, I know, I know. But she grew up in a different era of the South. You know what I'm saying? And I... I I, I believe it's absolute bullshit that that was the only time, first time and only time that she's ever used that word, you know. But at the same token, you know, uh, like I've said uh, a million times, people do change. Now, to be held accountable for something you might have said 30 years ago, I don't think is appropriate, you know. Uh, and This is something that has been currently going on. And my thing is, I'm getting so sick and tired of these celebrities going on these and they think that they are so big and so bad that they can just get away and say and do anything that they want and there's no accountability. And then when they get caught up, and this is just like we were just talking about before, you know, you guys got on here. So many of these people want to make comments. They want to sit here. They they want to be, they're pretty much the perpetrators. They, they sit here and do these dastardly things, as C, as C said earlier, and then when people respond to it, then they want to sit back and play like they're the victim. Because that, I saw mm-hmm. that interview that she was on with Matt Lauer on the Today Show, and I'm like, girl, you can cut out with the tears because you brought that up on yourself. You brought it up on yourself. Oh, yeah. And you, mm-hmm. and you want to sit here oh, yeah. and just. No, no, yeah, absolutely. You know, she needs to face the firing squad and deal with it. And like I said, the more that she tries to apologize and the more she tries to justify it, for whatever reason may be, the worse off it's going to be for her, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she's lost contract after contract after contract. And it, it's Obviously, not just on the financial side of it, but what about the credibility side of things, you know? You know, it, I mean, but obviously these people don't want no part of it, and they obviously for these mean people to drop her. That it has to be, you know, what I'm saying, you know, for for them to not want to have anything to do with her, and they're reviewing her contract or, or and or dropping her, that is going to show you that there's a lot more to this than what we see. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. mean, you don't lose that many sponsors if they feel that this was just a quote-unquote one-time time mistake or a poor judgment, like lapse of judgment, like a little small lapse of judgment. You know what I'm saying? I think that mm-hmm. it's something that is very serious, you mm-hmm. know. And, you know, this and like you said, situations like this happen all the time. This, Paula Dean is not... We, we're using her as an example, but she is one of, like, many people that have gotten themselves in these types of situations, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like I said, racism from either side isn't right. But like I said, she needs to be held accountable for what she did, mm-hmm. and it's just—I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I'm not—I'm gonna keep it real with you. I'm not really a fan of the South and and all that stuff, and I'm not really—I just—I just don't like that culture there. I just—I don't like it. I don't care for it. You know, I just—it's—it's a—it's a, it's a culture that is deeply rooted in ignorance. 
Mm-hmm. And hatred, and I just I don't like I don't like anything about it. I just I just don't. Mm-hmm. That's my first opinion. And I'm sorry for those of you that may be mm-hmm. from the south or maybe southerners. I love y'all to death, but I don't like the culture down there. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like I said, I don't, and I think it's mostly like you said. I think it's a generational thing. I think people mm-hmm. from her time they just need to die off. Like they just need to die off. Because a lot of them, and I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them are the ones that are perpetuating that mm-hmm. that negative that that negative energy, and they're you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and those right. Mhm. Yep. So yeah, that's how I feel. Mhm. Yeah, I feel this. Go ahead. Oh, no, and so I was just going to say, you know, and just like I said once before, you know, if she wants to go back to the South and talk all that mess amongst the people that she's comfortable with down there, then you go do that. But just like I said, that when you come here, you, you're you in a whole different area. So you need to just, uh-huh, yep, so all that just needs to just be. So, you know, you can't do what you, you know, do in the South because it's different. You know, it is different. There are people here that are not prejudiced and that they don't think like that about black people. So, you know, she she really needs to, she should have thought about what she said before she said it. She should have thought about the consequences or what would have happened. She should have done that, but... She didn't. Mhm. And that's sad, but unfortunate. But that just goes to show you, you have to think about what you say before you before you say it. And you think that mm-hmm. you can just mistreat people and say anything you want to say to them and think that that's not going to come back and bite you in the you know what. And, and that's far from the truth. That's right. Absolutely. You know, you done made this woman uncomfortable. You done said all this stuff around her. You done said that you want a a, a black, what what she said, a plantation-style type wedding. Who does that? <laughs> I've heard of people, people who are prejudiced. I just, that's just so ignorant and so tasteless and just mm-hmm. so tacky. Why, why are you even proud of that heritage? Why are you even proud of that or acknowledging that being a part of your history? Who does that? Like you said, right. people that are prejudiced. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing mm-hmm. to me. That's trashy to me. Yes, it is. It is very, very, very embarrassing. That's like having mm-hmm. a trailer park theme wedding. That ain't nothing classy or nice about that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's why like you want to have a wedding. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Well, you go ahead. That's why like you want to have a good time steam wedding like where you having a wedding in a project with roaches and rats crawling all over you. Who does that? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know damn roaches and rats and things right. crawling over there. Like, who, who wants that? Who who wants to celebrate poverty and ignorance? Who? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you're absolutely right. What you just said is so right. Nobody would want that. Nobody would. You know, that's a good show, but don't nobody want to go to that. No. 
Mm-mm. Oh my God. No. <laughs> Michael, you just sitting there pretty quiet. What you got to say? I pretty much agree with every what everybody's saying out here. I'm just kind of sitting here taking it all in because I didn't have a chance to research it as much as I would have liked to. But obviously, I'm getting more information here than what I did in my adventures trying to read it. But and you know, like I said, I just wow. <laughs> hearing about it in the past day or two. You know, I heard somebody mention something about it a week ago about, but I really didn't start looking into it. You know, I heard, I said, maybe she said something stupid. It really didn't interest me, but when I started seeing more and more people talking about it and how she um, lost her uh, contract with the Food Network and all that stuff, I said, well, maybe I need to read more into this. And then when I read and seen that interview with her on the Today Show and how she pretty much um, said the things that she said, and I heard about the deposition and all that stuff. On the water works like she's uh, the lady of the front row, leader of the 700 Club? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. She needs to quit crying because she's very ugly when she cries. (laughs) Just just don't do it. (laughs) Just don't do it, girl. Just be quiet. 700 Club. Her maybe her well maybe she can get a spot on the seven hundred uh, club with Pat. Maybe she can teach that woman with the big <laughs> hair how to cry. Mm-hmm. You talking about Jan Krause? I don't know. Well, you know you getting a mix. I think you think about Jan Krause from CBN that one with that with that big old bouffant. Oh, the big hair with the, all the multicolors in it and stuff. Yeah, in that, in that eye shadow. Okay, okay, yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> I, you know, but you know, they probably, you know, they probably link up and they can probably just, I don't know. Discuss mm. her good old fashioned Southern value. Yeah, Southern Christian value. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So did you have anything that you wanted to share tonight? Um, I know that some um important um things have decisions that have came down from. Yes, I did have the updated information on the uh, Supreme Court verdicts regarding the two gay marriage cases. Mm. Um, the first one being DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act. Pretty much the way both, and the other one, of course, being the Proposition 8, the California's voter-initiated ban on gay marriage. So the way these have both come out has, all in all, turned out to be a fairly positive result for the gay community. Uh, The Defense of Marriage Act was ruled unconstitutional, and this has a lot of interesting aspects to it. Number one, it means if you have a... If your state actually does honor gay marriage, then on the federal level and on the state level, you can be entitled to the federal and state benefits that you're allowed to be entitled to. Seems like it's a no-brainer, but we had to fight it clear to the Supreme Court to get it done. So that, but it also brings some interesting things 
in the course of changes here for people that have been legally married like that for a few years. Because now some of them, because of the federal government, have has their decision, they have had to file different tax returns and change things and do things differently. Now some of them are going to have to refile and change things and petition and possibly they get more money back or save money, especially if it come from a state or inheritance issues. They're going to be refiling all this stuff and attempt to get their money back from the government based on the unconstitutionality of the uh, verdict on that. So there's a lot that's going to come out of that, uh, which did not surprise me. I totally thought that that's exactly how that one would come down. I pretty much figured Defense of Marriage Act would be history. So that one turned out pretty good. Now, the Proposition 8... I was I figured I honestly figured because the Supreme Court had to be real careful on how they worded this because if they worded it wrong it would make gay marriage legalized throughout the entire United States of America and even they said in the arguments we're not trying to do that just yet. Mm. They point blank said, just as good as said, we don't really think we want to do that just yet. We need to let the democratic process take place and still work it out in the states. So it was pretty much a given how they strongly hinted at it, that it wasn't going to be a... But they have the power to do that, though? Do they have the power to? Absolutely, they do. They're the Supreme Court. They can have the power to do whatever they do, whatever they want, pretty much, um, because it was, I believe, in the 1960s when they handed down the verdict in the Loving case. And the Loving case, I forget which state it was out of. I'm wanting to say it was one of the southern states <laughs> that uh, was banning interracial marriages. And the Supreme Court finally stepped in and said, no, you cannot ban interracial marriages. It's unconstitutional. And that happened in the 60s. So if they can step in and do that, then they can step in and say, you can't ban gay marriage. It's as simple as that. They're the Supreme Court. They can do it. But they openly said they didn't want to go that far. Okay, fine. Well, considering they didn't want to make it a clear across the United States uh, ruling, I think considering for the narrowness that it is, it's a decent ruling. I'll give it that. I'll give it it's decent. Basically what they said was they are sending – they determined on a procedural level that the people that passed Proposition 8, which were voters – had no legal right to defend it in court. And the reason they had no right to defend it in court was because they were not out anything. They did not lose anything. So since there was being, nothing was being taken away from them, they had no right to defend it. They were not an aggrieved party. So if they're not aggrieved and they can't show where they have lost anything or have suffered from any damages, 
they have no right to defend the bill or stand up for the bill or whatever. So it's getting sent back to the California Supreme Court, which means the California Supreme Court said, no, uh, you can't give gay people the right to marry and let several of them marry and then take the right away from them. You can't do that. So regardless of if it was 52% of the voters of California that said, we don't want gay people getting married here, regardless, they already had the right, you can't take it away from them, it stands. So as far as the state of California goes, the state of California will permanently have gay marriage at this point. So, but the Supreme Court found their way to do it without making it clear across the board in the United States. I'm a little disappointed of that, but honestly, that's about what I expected. Uh, what point are they going to have to, if people keep pushing, do you think they're going to have to revisit that? Uh, well, it will, but I bet you a lot of money it's not going to, it'll be... While these rulings are a major win for the gay community, I don't think – well, the ironic part was if you look at the Loving case that had to do with interracial marriage, at the time, all but 12 states, I think it was – and this is going really stretching my memory to go back to that case – but there was only like 12 or 16 states left that were still saying – interracial couples could not get married. So in other words, the vast majority of the states had already said, uh, we can't do that. So then the Supreme Court just went in and basically cleaned up the mess of the remaining 16. If you see those kind of numbers, I think, come about with gay marriage, then you'll probably see the Supreme Court be willing enough to step in and see it. But with it only having really like 12 states and one in the District of Columbia, I don't see them being, obviously, they're not that brave to do it yet. I think, personally, it'd be about 10 more years. That'd be just my educated guess. Unless you can find a way for some other type of law to come into effect and make it happen. Or the other option is that enough people drop off of the Supreme Court and enough people get put back on the Supreme Court to make it a liberal court instead of a primarily conservative court, then you could swing a case right through there and knock it out of the park the whole way. Those are just the different examples I see on it. Wow. All right. Well, there, there's your thorough review of, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's your thorough review if you guys want to know more about it. Because I, I, honestly, I'll be honest with you, I haven't had a chance to really delve into it that, that much myself. Uh, like I said, I've been, you know, busy with work today, and then I, you know, uh, just happened to catch some of this stuff about Paula Dean online. I said, I got to get on this, you know. Um, but there has been. These, but these rulings are still bringing out some really good stuff that we'll be able to use for a few more years. So even though it may not have been as great as we would like it to have been, they're still bringing out some good stuff for us to use here. 
Because when you fight other court battles, and in other court battles, when you quote the Supreme Court... Yeah, you can reference this. Right. You're using the precedent of what they have done, so that there gives you more legal leverage. And these cases were still in favor of the LGBT community, so that it's really still a good thing. It's not as good as we'd hoped for, but it's still very good. So... I guess it's just another step in the in the fight. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's and I can already tell that a lot of the people in the religious community are just burning up about this. They're just, oh yeah, they're pissed. <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of us understand this. They want to say that compare this and want to say that this is deviant, you know, promoting deviant behavior and what's next, you know, are we going to allow people and animals to to start um, getting married and all this stuff. It's just a lot of ignorance, you know. um, I was listening to this um, show on XM Radio yesterday on Sirius on the urban, it was was on um, a station called the Urban View or something like that. It just just really surprises me how a lot of these so-called Christians, you know, um, how they really view gay people. Like, they really view them as less than human beings, as subhuman. And you call yourself Christian. But to me, it's like you guys are so quick to sit here and pretty much you escape you gays or the gay community as a scapegoat to everything that that plagues our society now, but you don't want to not one time address the fact that you have some of these preachers sitting in here um, having sexual relations with underage boys and girls. You don't want to talk about the joblessness. You know, you don't want to talk about homelessness. You don't want to talk about um, these underfunded schools that, that aren't really teaching our children anything. You don't want to talk about the, the 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 crime rates that are plaguing our streets. You don't want to talk about um, gun violence. You don't want to talk about all these social ills. You don't want to talk about drug usage amongst teenagers and, and, and um, you know, uh, young mothers and uh, all these things that are going on in the community but yet you want to zero in and focus on the gay community. I, I just I don't understand these people in the religious so called religious community that claim to pro, pro well, they claim to proclaim the good news of Christ, but that's nothing good about what you're proclaiming because a lot of times the church is not doing anything. The church is and I'm not saying all churches but the majority of them are not doing anything but building these big elaborate churches in these these run down neighborhoods. They're milking the the the, the uh they're milking the community dry. They're taking from the people, they're robbing you Sunday after Sunday, and they're all doing it in the name of Jesus. You see what I'm saying? But yet you guys want to focus on gay marriage, you guys wanna focus on the GLBT community, but to me, you have bigger issues to deal with. 
You're not talking about these deadbeat fathers that get these girls pregnant and they aren't owning up and stepping up to their responsibility. You don't want to talk about that. Yep. But you want to talk about gay marriage, which to me, which doesn't really, which really is not taking food out of your mouth. It's not taking uh, exactly, because if they want to get keep their marriage covenant holy for the, all of them straight people, they can do that. <laughs> but we already see how this functional, they want to talk about the holy institution and the sanctity of marriage and all that stuff, but we see how sick and twisted and perverted and, and how much, how serious people take within this heterosexual community, how how serious they take their wedding vows in the institution of marriage. But you want to condemn gay people, but you guys don't even have it right. You see what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And, I totally understand it. And, you know, but the only, at the end of the day, there's only one way that you can else. really, there's really only one way you can wrap your brain around the stupidity and the irony. And there's only one way, because I'll ask this one question. What is the one thing that has killed more people, or what is the number one reason that more people have died in the entire world in the history of time? Religion. Christianity. Yep. yep. Well, not necessarily not even just Christianity, but for the most part it would be Christianity. Hold up. I'm not bashing the church. Let me get this straight. I just want to get this straight right now before, you know, someone says anything. I'm not bashing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bashing the institution, but I'm not bashing Christ. Let's put it like that. Right, right, right. And I totally agree with you on that perspective there. But at the end of the day, more people have been killed in the name of God through their institutions than any other thing on the history of the planet. But I so, guess gay marriage is, is, you know, I guess gay marriage tops that, huh? I guess. <laughs> but it's the only way you can actually wrap your brain around the insanity. And it still and doesn't help it make any sense, but And I bet you I bet you my bottom dollar, I said I bet you ninety five percent of these churches are gonna go on one hell of a rant this Sunday about gay marriage. They pissed off. They pissed off at the world. I guarantee you ninety five percent of these churches that's open in Jesus' name are gonna be talking that mess this Sunday. They they this is gonna be one good old fish fry. I tell you that. Yeah, I know the church that I attended years ago. They started on that, and I got up and walked the hell out. Yeah. And never been back to it. So. Oh wow. Yeah, I got up and walked the hell out, and when they asked me my opinion, I said, "I think you're all hypocrites," and I left. <laughs> and that was a number of years ago. Was this after the fact, or was this, like, right when you walked out? What, what do you mean? I guess I don't understand. Well, not to understand. I said, did they ask you what your opinion, like, 
at that point. Yeah, yeah. Or, okay. I misunderstood your question there. Um, as I was walking out, I believe their question was, Mr. Snyder, is something wrong? And that's when I, because I was just going to get up, keep my mouth shut, and walk out the door. Mind my own business. Just thinking, you know what, I don't agree with it. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut, let them have their little service, and I'm walking out. And the question was, Mr. Snyder, is something wrong? So, yeah, I don't agree with you. I think you're all a bunch of hypocrites. And just left. Didn't Wasn't there to argue, wasn't there to fight with him. Just was like, see ya, bye. Out of here. And there's more background to that story, but for the that's a story for another day. But the humorous part was that that minister later ended up leaving his wife for a man. Yeah. To which, you know, if you couldn't tell, that was part of the humor of why, you know, I mentioned that they were hypocrites because if you couldn't tell, you were blind. And, you know, if they wanted to say I was just being slanderous, well, they can't say that because it turned out to be true. <laughs> he left his wife for a man. But I won't set foot in that place. Have they tried to get you to come back since then? Oh, no, they know better. <laughs> no, I think they... They pretty well, the ch- that church would not bother to even send a, oh, please come back, or why don't we sit down and talk? No, they don't care. Besides, they want people to come to the church and make more money than I do. You know, to get what they can get, milk the people dry. Yep. You know, You know, get them hyped up on a sense of emotionalism. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, oh, and I might add that this incident had occurred back in my very early 20s. Like, I'm thinking 20, 21, well, 21 or 22, I would say, right in there. And, you know, I was trying to find my way with the world and trying to sort my own self out and figure out everything and put my own life together. And I had made my mind up that I knew what I would and would not stand for. And I knew what I would and would not tell the truth about. And I knew what I would, basically I knew I was going to tell the truth. I was going to stand up for what I was. And I wasn't going to be ashamed about what I was. Even if it meant turning my back on the church because the church turned its back on me. And push come to shove and I stood up for my beliefs. They didn't like it. I left. So... Oh, well, but it was a different time back then. That was more than just a couple years ago. <laughs> uh, it's more than a couple years ago, huh? Yeah, it's more than just a couple. <laughs> yep, I just wanted to get on and do a quick update on, um, well, I know we were, we, we talked about the whole um, Doma and Prop, Prop 8 thing when it first um, surfaced, but um, I just wanted to get on and do an update on that tonight, and like I said, talk about a couple other stories and stuff, but 
yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how, you know, this all pans out and what, you know, is actually going to happen now that we have this ruling. You know, um, it, it's, it's going to be pretty interesting to see, you know, what comes out of this. So, um, yeah, like I said, this week has been pretty much a historical week. We, um, The Supreme Court made rulings on um, the affirmative action case dealing with the um, Texas University um, student and um, that university itself and also about the Voting Voting Rights Act of 1965, um, a case um, centering that. Um, it's just been a lot uh, going on this week, and then this year is just going to be a, a historical year in general, too, because a lot of uh, – it's a couple other historical events that happened about 50 years ago um, dealing with civil rights and things that have happened um, – Around that era So you know this is Really now the time in history Where uh, There's there's a lot of change A lot of things are shifting You know a lot of um, Ideas are changing Uh, And then you know we're seeing Things starting to shift like right before our eyes So um, I don't know I just just really thought I wanted to get on here I think we're uh, uh, going to be I think we got 15 minutes left But I think we're going to probably uh, Cut it short early tonight Unless you have something else That you want to share Not that I can think of Okay Well it was, this is more like A special edition show um, Usually we do one show a week But um, I just had to get on here And talk about this You know Because um, I know a lot of people Were um, uh, I'm hearing more and more people Talk about you know the Supreme Court ruling on this case and, and the whole Paula Dean thing. I, that's really what I wanted to get on here and talk about because, I mean, when you guys really see what's going on with that case and you really start researching it and, and seeing the things that she said, it's just, like, ridiculous. It really goes to show you you don't know what people think about you. And it goes to show you that Nobody's invincible. Like, you can't really get out here and say and do whatever you want to do and think that there's no consequence behind your, your actions or um, such, you know. So you really have to just keep that in mind. You know, like I said, you see these cases all the time. You see these situations where these celebrities will get out here and go on these rants and, you know, and they think that there's there's no consequence behind their actions. And we've seen it so many times that, that that's to the contrary. So that's about it. Um, we're gonna probably wrap this up. Um, we'll probably be back on air either next Monday or Tuesday night. I want to get one more show in before the holiday, um, before the Fourth of July. So we'll probably be on um, early next week. I'm hoping. Um, and um, we're working, like I said, we're working on a couple things this summer. We're still working on JR show. Um, we're going to be launching our other new show on the network in the next couple weeks uh, with C. Johnson. Um, and just some other things we have lined up this summer. So just keep it locked. We, you know, um, still got some, some good interviews coming up here that we've already taped. Uh, 
So um, it's going to be a jam-packed summer, so be on the lookout. Just check our YouTube page out um, at youtube.com slash UCOFW and join our group page on Facebook. And um, that's about it. So we will catch you next week. And I uh, just want to wish everybody a good night. And like you said, if there's anything that you want us to discuss on the show or any ideas that you have, just shoot us a message on our page or whatever. You know, there's a lot of ways to get in touch with us. But until then, we will talk to you soon. <laughs>